there is a good a good advice that I that I took from my from my PhD father, and he he told me whenever you go to industry, you should always do like thirty percent of your research in secret. Don't tell anyone. Do it do it in your drawer, and 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 don't don't tell anyone. Another episode of our podcast today. I'm talking to a very special guest, Lawrence Brunner. Chris said you have to talk to Lawrence. He's the IWC Department Head of Research and Innovation. He originated breakthroughs in the field of watchmaking, such as the use of serotonium and the recently released shock absorber. I'm very excited and I want to um, know a little bit the man behind those innovations and how he comes up with that stuff um, and how his passion is to mix things up because that's what he does. And I'm looking forward to today's episode of this podcast. Hello, Lawrence. How are you today? Hi, Paul. Uh, thanks. You. I'm, uh, I'm very fine. Thank you. And how are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm in New York. It's sunny after some rain, um, and I'm I'm very happy you're my guest today. Are you recording in the podcast studio? Because because I saw you on on is that the podcast studio in Schaffhausen or are you at home? No, actually that that's right. I'm in the podcast uh, studio in Schaffhausen. We we also have uh, very nice weather today. It's a uh, very very nice temperatures. We have uh, sun all day, so uh, a very nice day today. You stepped in here and said like, oh, I spoke French all day. Then we spoke German. Now we're switching to English. How many more languages do you speak? What can you offer? <laughs> that, that's <laughs> about it. I, I speak a very tiny little bit Italian as well. And I, honestly, I, I took Latin classes when I was young, but uh, Latin is not really a spoken language. So I, I will not count that one. <laughs> what, what do you consider? Because like when I took Latin as well, people... Um, in Germany taught it as with this language you're going to learn other languages way easier than ever so so it's like a yeah a booster for anything else but it's never spoken so so do you mm. think it makes sense to learn latin when you're a child or does it make sense to straight up go to the language and just learn as many languages as it gets <laughs> it's a good question i'm i'm kind of biased you know it's I think for me it was very good, a very good uh, basis for the other languages, but mainly because it was the first foreign language I learned uh, like uh, 40 years ago or, or uh, 35 years ago. So before English and French, I was in Latin class. So that was, was my basic understanding of grammar. And then on the other hand, I, I had a lot of Latin during during my high school, and when I I joined ETH in Zurich, uh, I missed some math classes that other others had. So, well, it's uh, it has advantages and disadvantages. Okay, but uh, that's one thing. Swiss people, it's a Swiss thing that you speak so many languages, right? Because, like, with the three, it's three official languages in Switzerland, correct? Just I don't want to put out four. <laughs> There's an Italian part of it. Yeah, it, Italian, oh. French, and and Romance. We have a very uh, tiny part of Switzerland in in Graubünden. There are just about thirty thousand people that speak Romance, which is a fourth offic official language. Can you speak that? No, 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 not at all. It's it's. Can it's, you understand it? Is it like it's, super weird? No, it's it's really difficult. Although it's quite. I mean, it's a Roman language. It's 
close to Italian, but uh, there are some TV shows in Romance, but it's, I mean, together with the images, uh, you can follow the topic, but it's really hard to understand. But coming back to it, so you have mm -hmm. a Swiss passport, right? You yes. are Swiss. Yes, absolutely. Okay, where are you born? Where did you grow up? I was born in, in Wiel, which is a, a small city in the canton of St. Gallen, which is about uh, 40 minutes drive from Schaffhausen, I would say. So in the eastern part of, of Switzerland. And you did study in Zurich or where where is the e ETH, you said? Yes. What was yes. the name of the? Yes. yes. ETH, yes. That's uh, Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. Uh, which is uh, about the same distance from from my birthplace. So uh, I commuted every day to to Zurich and back, and and studied material science and engineering in in Zurich. Yes. And where do you live now? Now I live in a small village called Halau, which uh, uh, everyone should uh, now immediately go to uh, Google Maps and and look for it. <laughs> it's a very nice place. It's a, 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 a well-known wine region in uh, in Switzerland. It's about, I would say, about ten miles from from Schaffhausen. Okay, and you commute every day to work, or how? Yes, yes. I mean, unless we are in home office uh, during uh, COVID period, I commute every day. Today I I came by bike. I have several bikes <laughs> to choose. I have road bikes, I have mountain bikes and I also have, uh, I admit it, uh, an electric bike which helps me to come here uh, uh, quite comfortable. And it's a very nice ride in the morning and also in the evening. I enjoy it, I enjoy it very much. And you work at IWC. I want to know how, how long do you work at IWC and also I want to know you're the head of research and innovation. What is that? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I have a couple of clues. What, what's your job? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I work uh, for IWC for just about 10 years now. And uh, research and innovation is kind in, in, in the view of, of a company's kind of basic research. That means I'm dealing with projects that are not yet planned for, uh, for watches. So if we, if we plan our watches, our design engineers and, and, and constructing engineers, they, they deal with watches that we have on a, on a plan for the next two years, three years, four years, five years. And my projects are completely independent from that plan. So that gives the freedom to explore many territories, speed, uh, materials, new processes, new functions as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of fun because I really have a lot of freedom to try things out, to, to fail as well. I mean, if you, if you, if you do basic research, you, you need to, to, to be allowed to fail. And uh, yeah, this, these are, are my projects. Are you like the, the crazy professor in the house? Is your room like a, a room full of crazy stuff? That's what I envision uh, yeah, now. You're you're doctor, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't yes. you're not a professor yet, I, yes. at least in my paperwork. But um, like, do you really go into whatever is coming around, whatever crosses your mind, or how do you start? Like, what's between you and me? Nobody's listening. What what are you working on right now? Uh, well, <laughs> you know that the, the list of the projects is about uh, I would say uh, at, at 24, 25 projects at the moment, and I of course cannot tell you any secrets. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you if you go to my to my office, it's yeah not really a, a 5s place. So I have 
I have uh, stuff lying around. I have uh, material samples lying around. I have quite a, a big uh, archive as well, or, or a store place for uh, for samples uh, down in in the basement of our building, which uh, yeah stores a lot of samples. And I have to go uh, down and end up uh, all the time to to grab the old samples. And uh, it's a little bit. I, I would not say that I'm chaotic, but my office most probably looks a little bit different than others. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's, I want to see it. I'm going to come around in September and I really want to oh, see yeah. your office. Um, and how many, like what's the percentage of things that fail? If you have 24 projects running right now, you have like 24, let's say, books or, or maps or whatever, mm -hmm. um, how many of them will become reality within the next 10 years and how many will fail? Uh, it's a little bit difficult to say because the, those 24 or 20 let's say 20 projects they have sub projects so if we if we deal with new materials it's maybe not every single new material is a project so it can be a part of a bigger project but in general i mean if if i succeed with 20 percent i'm i'm already quite happy so Really? Yeah, it depends. I mean, we do we do and try a lot of things, and they can fail due to 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 very to a variety of reasons. Uh, but uh, I would say twenty thirty percent success rate would would be quite good already. Okay, the two things that made you famous within IWC and and Chris taught me you gotta talk to Mister Seratanium. Did I pronounce that right? First thing. Yes, Seratanium. Okay. Yes. And the second one is the shock absorber that you all, that's all out of your hands. You created it. You're the father of do, two, those two things. I have to admit, um, I've not seen Seratanium in real life till two weeks ago when mm -hmm. I uh, met uh, Valtteri Bottas. He was cycling mm -hmm. and um, he's Finnish and he's, uh, he's a little reserved within the things. And then I saw his watch and I said, is that the Seratanium? Yes, okay. And then I grabbed it and didn't want to give it back to him. And honestly, <laughs> <laughs> this color or this material, the, the way this is, is one of the most crazy and best things I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. <laughs> What makes it so special? Why am I so attracted to it? First, serotanium, please. Yeah, I mean, the serotanium, I think what is unique in terms of material properties is, is the combination of metal uh, properties with ceramic properties. So in, in the core, it, it has a, a metal part. So it's a titanium alloy that is uh, uh, during a, a complex oven process Uh, turned into a ceramic or the surface turns into a ceramic. And then you have a very hard surface, a very scratch-resistant surface combined with the strength and uh, yeah, the, the lightness of titanium. That makes it unique in terms of material properties, I would say. Is it? Uh, of course, the exact hue uh, of the color depends on the surface roughness, so we can tune it a little bit. But it's, uh, I mean, the color of the material is always in the corner of black and dark gray, no, mo no yeah. matter what you do with your surface. But, but we can tune it a little bit. But it's insane. It has something special. I, I don't know. There's this one car, right, which is the, the blackest car of all black cars. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read about that? Like, it's I think BMW yeah, the, did that or the, something. Yeah, the Vanta Black thing, uh, I think. Yeah. 
which is like Mercedes Benz is is the best or nothing. And the, <laughs> um, the question is like, you say out of luck, is it function first or look first? First question, like, did you create this? To have a function, or did you create this to have a different look? No, I, I mean it's cl clear function. We wanted to have something that uh, that that has uh, excellent properties for for uh, watch uh, components. I mean, it's not only cases, but but uh, we have watches with with crowns, pushes, buckles, everything uh, from ceritanium. Uh, that that's clear goal number one to have some properties that that are not not uh, achieved yet uh, with other materials in the in the watch industry. And are other companies approaching you to find out about what like is it used somewhere else outside of the watch industry already? Um, you know that the actual idea. Uh, where I came up with that material was was my previous job. I worked in the medical device industry, and they used okay. a, a similar material. It's not the same, but a similar material for artificial implants. And and then oh, really? when I joined when I when I joined IWC, I mean for artificial implants, maybe I can add that of course it has excellent uh, wear resistance for artificial knees, artificial hips. And then when I joined IWC uh, 10 years ago, I thought, okay, that would also be a perfect material for for watch components because it's it's very resistant it's light it's hypoallergenic so uh, you can use it as implant actually if you want no no allergic reactions and then i started to develop uh, my own material uh, unfortunately the 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 original material that was used in in the medical device industry was patent protected so i had to to do some scientific research, which I was used from a PhD thesis. That was was a little bit luck there. And then I okay. came up with uh, with this, uh, well, uh, solution of, of serotanium. And then you just test it in-house and in studios? Or how, how do you do you, do you do it at your home? And in, in, like, what's the, how, how do you start? Yeah, then first, I mean, one of the, of the, more difficult things for serotonin was to find a good partner to produce the raw material because it is a special titanium alloy that is uh, produced only for us. So uh, we, we, I mean, it's custom made. You cannot buy it from stock from any company. We had to find a very good partner uh, to produce this raw material. That that was number one uh, because uh, I mean we do not produce or melt, let's say, raw materials ourselves at IWC. And, uh, and that was, uh, was the first step. And then, of course, I had to, to tune this, this uh, oven process. Uh, I, I didn't do it at home. <laughs> my, my, my normal uh, oven uh, at home uh, does not have uh, the temperature high enough that I need. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had, uh, fortunately, a, a good one uh, or an old one at, at, at our uh, facilities. Uh, at our old buildings at that time, and then I started to to fine tune this this oven treatment to get the best properties out of of this this material. When did you show the CEO? Like, are they involved in the beginning in in a process like that, or are you like cooking a, 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 the stew and at one point you say, "Here, surprise! I found something." Uh, you know, there is a. <laughs> There is a good a good advice that I that I took from my from my PhD father, and he he told me whenever you go to industry, you should always 
do like 30% of your research in secret. Don't tell anyone. Do it do it in your drawer and 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 don't don't tell anyone. I think that's that's a good advice for the seratanium at that time uh, I didn't show it immediately to, to, to the CEO that was uh, under the helm of George Kern at that time. Today it's a little bit different with uh, with Chris uh, Granger who is very interested in, in innovation, in technology. And uh, with him, um, um, we, we start much earlier to talk about uh, new materials, new technologies, because he's really, he's really interested in that. And, uh, but still, I have uh, a couple of things that are in my drawer as well. <laughs> <laughs> is Chris sometimes coming into your room and saying, look, I found this here on a coffee cup, a coffee mug or something. This is sick. We should do that. <laughs> is he, does he have ideas for innovation as well? Yes, of course. I mean, uh, everyone can submit ideas and sometimes uh, I, I probably rather get emails from him. Uh, look at this. Uh, we, we found this. Can we do that? Or what do you think about it? And uh, But in general, I mean, I, I get my... It's, it's not, not only my ideas. We get ideas from all over the world. We get ideas that are coming from just friends of the brand. I mean, if you have an idea for one of our products, uh, don't hesitate and submit uh, submit it to us. So we take all ideas. And that's, by the way, a part of my job as well to, to let's say, uh, manage this idea, idea management and... and Organization, yeah. Yes. Project exactly. management at the mm. end. So, um, and the shock absorber. So it's a... Uh, walk me through it. I've, I've seen it. I didn't totally understand what is this, what's it about. Like, what's the thing about the big pilot uh, shock absorber? Because you you invented it as well, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, when we talk about serotonium and shock absorber, it's always a team behind it. I mean, also for for the serotonium, uh, I I had the idea. That's true, but it's it's always a team behind it, and it's not not my own development at the end, uh, which is true for the shock absorber as well. For the shock absorber, it was it was let's say we started with a with a white paper and we wanted to create the watch with the with the highest uh, shock absorbing properties ever made. So that that was our goal, and we really started with the white paper we from zero and and we 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 uh, assembled uh, in a, in kind of a brainstorming uh, thousands of ideas how to to protect a movement from shocks and then uh, yeah it, it goes like uh, through a technology funnel and at the end you you come up with with one or two solutions that that uh, are probably successful and then you start to develop uh, those one or two and and uh, maybe one of the two doesn't work and uh, there, there is one one left that works and and then uh, it goes down the road and you have to adjust and then calculate again and then simulate and and, and and create of course we had to create components and then uh, yeah it, it, it was quite quite a long way that that shock absorber <laughs> and uh, but walk me through it how many G's does it uh, absorb it can hold uh, more than 30,000 G's which is which is Where? an acceleration you you never see in your life I mean with 30,000 G you would be uh, many times that, so that's uh, you don't see any of this acceleration in the real world. That that's clear, but uh, that was not the, the the goal of this watch. We really wanted to push the limits, break boundaries. That was was the goal of this watch. Did you had Guinness World Book of Records when you were a kid? 
Oh yes, like I, love the, yeah. I love them. I love them. That was my number. Like I, I read so many of them. And, and I, by the way, I still know uh, uh, quite a few of those records. I still know by heart. For example, the tallest man ever living was a uh, uh, two meter seventy uh, two. I still know it. <laughs> <laughs> But do you have an own Guinness World Record? Probably with that watch, right? Uh, yes, most probably. I mean, we did not register officially, but uh, as okay. far as I know, there is there is no no other watch in the world that can hold these accelerations. Okay, how like if you you said there's two options. One is I wouldn't say dying, but one is when you're doesn't really work out, so you go with the other option. How fast can you move on, or how how much do you regret options that you come up and? They don't totally work out in the process of becoming a product. Honestly, that's that's never an issue for me. I'm not I'm not really I would say I'm not married to my projects. I can I can leave them quite easily, which I think is 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 also necessary when you do research and innovation. You should not be too close to your projects and. Uh, Yeah, that's that's daily business. I mean, if you even that can be business decisions as well. I mean, I I have I have worked uh, on on several projects that that took me years, and maybe one day uh, management decides, okay, it's it's not for us or not for the moment, and you put it back in the drawer. That's it. I mean, that's that's that that's life. I'm kind of pragmatic in that way. I would say Swiss. That's very good. You were already Swiss with the with the way you described your team. That's like Americans would say, "Yes, I invented this. I am number one in the world." You're like my team, everybody around. It's a it's a very very. I like Swiss people. Yeah, but that's lot, true. I mean, it's it's always a team effort. It's uh, it cannot be done by myself. That that that's clear. Okay, looking back, what's the best thing you ever did, work wise? And maybe private-wise. <laughs> work-wise. Yeah, I mean, work-wise, I, I think Ceratanium is really, for me, kind of a a nice baby, I would say. It's also it's also the first time that in the IWC history, which is uh, 153 years now, that IWC had its own material with its own name. And I even actually invented the name. So Ceratanium was, was my idea. Uh, that that's, that's cool. I, that's, that's really cool. I like that. And okay. private, It is yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> in private life, it's, uh, it's, there is tons of things. I mean, of course, if you have kids, then uh, the kids are always uh, the things you, 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 you like or you, you, you are most proud of if, if you if you can use that word proud or let's say I'm most happy of my kids yeah. and uh, they are quite small still so I cannot say they they, they are they, they are very good adults now but uh, I, I hope to to finish my, my education for the kids one day uh, successfully okay how old are they uh, six and four six and four and boys or girls uh, the first is a girl and the second is a boy so I have both <laughs> and did you give them as a present to christmas already like a in germany we we did get like those boxes for like research scientific uh, researching boxes mm -hmm, do you remember mm -hmm. that like yeah yeah, did, yeah, yeah. is that a th do you give that to your kids or are I, they more computer orientated no not at all i i i mean at home i Almost don't touch any computers. No, no I, I, iPads and stuff oh, really? like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. we are we are kind of an outdoor family. We love biking and and, and hiking and stuff like that. Uh, yes, definitely those those boxes will arrive. They are probably a little bit 
too young, but uh, I think for the uh, for the next one, uh, I, w- I would love to to bring in a microscope because I loved my microscope when I was young to put put the uh, yeah beetles and, and and worms and everything be under the microscope, and uh, I think that's that's a thing that will come next probably. Do you use a microscope in your daily work life? Like probably you do, right? Because you have to control materials and stuff. Yes, I mean, I would not say daily, but of course I use it now and then. We have, uh, in our laboratory, we have uh, different microscopes, optical ones, we have an electronic microscope. And uh, of course we, we use it now and then, yes. So the job before was medical devices. Was that your first job after university? Or how was your work career after you finished university? Yeah, there was a, a small intermediate period after I finished my master's degree in uh, in material science and engineering. I went to the to the U.S. to uh, to the National Institute of Standards and Technology in in Gaithersburg, uh, close to Washington, and I were I worked there for about nine months. And and the reason for me was after I finished my master's, I was not completely sure whether or not I wanted to do a PhD. So I took some kind of a break. I, I worked uh, for nine months and then uh, for me it was quite clear, okay, I want to go into research. And if you want to go into research, you almost need a PhD. I mean, not not necessarily, but it, it makes it a lot easier. And then I I came back to ETH. I, I uh, uh, finished my PhD four years later. And then, uh, yes, the medical device industry was in that kind the first uh, job uh, after I finished my PhD. What, what did you do in Washington? Like, what's been the topic you worked on? Oh, that was very complex. It was a, a, a polymer chemistry uh, topic, uh, matrix-assisted uh, laser desorption ionization <laughs> technology. Oh um, uh, yeah, it's uh, you it, lost it, me it, in the. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was weird. It was quite weird. And why did you go to IWC? Why did you like switch topics from medical devices um, to uh, watches? What what made you do it, that? It was a real. A real coincidence, actually. When I when I was doing my PhD thesis in Zurich, I I was living in a quarter in in Zurich where I every day passed uh, through the Bahnhofstraße with with the tram yeah. uh, from yeah. uh, from my home to ETH, and and uh, almost every week when I when I went home, I I stepped out of the tram and I watched uh, all the, the windows with the watches, and I always I always felt. IWC, they have so beautiful watches, and uh, they 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 really have to need someone like me, a material scientist. And and <laughs> when I finished my PhD, I I checked their website in 2006, but uh, of course there was was nothing. And then uh, I joined uh, I joined uh, the medical device industry, and then five years later, this uh, research department that that I worked in was closed. And I decided to leave because, uh, I mean, they offered me another job outside of research, which uh, yeah, was not really an option for me. And then I quit. And at the same time, there was this job offering at IWC. And I mean, it was for me like a dream come true. And then uh, everything went really fast. And uh, I think I signed uh, the job about a week later. So it uh, it's really pure luck at the end. And are you still happy with that decision or was it a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. I mean, I, I love my job. I still love the products. We we have uh, extremely, extremely beautiful and, and nice watches, I think. And uh, 
I mean, of course, at the end, it, it's work. But for me, it's it's like if you if you love to go working 90% of the days, then then it's okay. Of course, there are these 10% probably that you have to do something else that you 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 not like uh, most <laughs> during your daily yeah. business. But I I still love it today. I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of freedom. I have really I come back. It's Probably cliche, but I have an excellent team around me, uh, very nice colleagues. We we do uh, very very nice projects at the at the moment, and I never uh, regretted coming here. It's really fantastic. I, I have to say, you look, you seem very very happy, and uh, it probably is because uh, you can also live your passion. That's what like I adore people who live their passion. You know, and mm -hmm. and it feels like. It's more than a job. Mm -hmm. What you do, you know, like like it feels like you can you can really make a difference mm -hmm. in your job, which is probably one of the biggest goals you can achieve in life. Just um, kudos, mm -hmm. the young people on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have an IWC? What's your what's been your first watch? My first watch was actually a Tissot, a Tissot two timer that <laughs> that I received. I think for my ninth birthday, I would say. It's it's kind of a Uh, a hybrid watch with a with a uh, let's say a mechanical part and a digital part, and of course, uh, as a young uh, person, you lose it one day. I don't have it anymore, <laughs> and then uh, I got uh, let's say the first serious watch I received from my parents uh, for my PhD thesis, which at that time was not an IWC <laughs> yet, but uh, soon after, uh, of course, now I have a small collection i really love our watches i think meanwhile i have uh, around 12 or 13 so it's uh it's growing and uh yeah i love to to switch a little bit did you ever give your parents uh, an iwc yes i just I to did. get them on the right track you yeah, know? yeah sometimes we're a little bit misled and then we <laughs> got to come back to the family you know yes that's true i i gave my mother one she has a, a very nice portofino and my dad is a little bit uh Defensive in that way, he has. But I have to admit, he has an Omega, uh, a very nice one, a golden one that he uh, uh, bought in 1968. So it's it's more than uh, okay. than than, uh, than 50 years old, and uh, he still wears it every day. So I'm completely fine with that. And what's your most favorite one in your watch collection? Like what what's the best? If you have to choose one, you can keep, and the rest has to go back. Oh, if I can keep only one for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, yeah. that's so difficult. I mean, poo. I'm, I'm, I, I have to admit, I really have skinny wrists, very, very skinny wrists, and I have a small engineer, the the reference uh, 32, 39, 40 millimeters, uh, the Laureus version with the blue dial and uh, with the with the um, uh, metal bracelet, and I love it, and I actually. Uh, I, I was wearing it when I climbed uh, Matterhorn and Ooh, uh, I okay. have very good memories of that and I think I would it has some nice scratches around the buckle now <laughs> because of the Matterhorn ascent and uh, yeah probably I would keep that one because of the memories in it and it really fits my wrist extremely well Do you keep the watches as they are if you receive it or do you pimp them a little bit do you tweak them do you change some small things maybe add some uh, little material twitches on the left not really usually i keep them as they are i mean of course with the bracelet you can play a little bit but it's all within within uh, tolerated <laughs> changes i would say i like 
I mean, I already like the original look of our watches, so there is not really a lot to change. Uh, but I, I remember, I mean, uh, a small example, I, I was lucky enough to buy a, a Mark, uh, Mark X watch, so a WWW watch that had, uh, at that time when I acquired it, did not have an original IWC dial. So I, I went to our service department and now I, it's uh, back to original state with, a, with, a, with an original IWC dial. So that's, I would not say pimp, that's, that's setting back to original. I'm, yeah, I, I watch too much uh, MTV Pimp My Ride. That's what I envision. You know, like they take those sometimes beautiful cars and and tweak it a little bit. That's that's <laughs> what came into my. What what's the three words you would describe yourself? If it's really just three words, you can use three attributes or words. I th I think I'm I'm quite balanced in a way that. Yeah, I mean, it takes quite a bit to make me really angry, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm always quite happy. And, and balanced, I would also say, in terms of what I do. I mean, I, I have a lot of interests. Uh, I, I, I do a lot of sports. I play the drums in a, in a music band. So uh, quite, quite balanced in, in my life, I would say. What kind of music is that? It's uh, we play old blues rock music from I mean from times from Cream or Eric, Eric Clapton a little bit a little bit that it's a lot of fun. We had what's been the biggest gig? How many people? I, I, the band is very young. You know, I just joined this band about uh, two years ago. So we actually had our first gig this year, this summer, in a in a street music festival in Schaffhausen. Uh, I would say about. 200 people maybe it's not not more but it's okay i mean for i don't play for i don't have any ambition i like to play the drums and playing the drums is much nicer when you play in a band uh, than than playing you, yourself at home yeah my my brother uh, plays the drums very passionate mm -hmm. and he's in research as well by the way he's way <laughs> more clever than me professor doctor doctor and uh, research in harvard and stuff and he's he's the bright one i'm the stupid one but um he did play in a russian ska band in berlin very uh, like rural and then mm -hmm. he went to the mpe in um in munich so he um kind of had to switch topics and all of a sudden he played in a real Like, yeah, Bavarian music in, in the English Garden. Like, it's it's yeah, like yeah. a rumpa, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. but but he said it doesn't matter. Yeah. it's just fun to play in a band, and it's really fun, and I, I adore that because like playing an instrument is yeah. really really nice. I think. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, I love it. Yeah, I have one last um, question for you. If mm -hmm. um, there's a thing you can have more time for in life, what would it be? A thing to have. I mean, whew, uh, spontaneously, I'm I'm coming back to mountaineering, which is a little bit missing in my current life. Uh, I, I was, I was in the Himalaya region, uh, close, uh, standing next to to Mount Everest, and then climbing this uh, this uh, 6,200 meter peak, which uh, was just overwhelming. I have to admit, and I I did a lot of mountaineering, or still do, in Switzerland. Unfortunately. In, in at least in Swiss dimensions, the mountains are a little bit far away from Schaffhausen. 
So I would say let the, the, the daily tours to the mountains are missing a little bit. And uh, of course, as you as you grow older and have kids and all your friends that uh, that uh, you are uh, you share the rope normally have kids as well. It's more difficult to find dates for mountaineering. But uh, I I just love the mountains. I I wish I would have a little bit more time for that. That's that's very impressive. Six thousand. My mountaineering career uh, ended at Breithorn, which is which is nice. A small yeah. uh, <laughs> wannabe version of your uh, Matterhorn. But no, it's um, a four thousand one. So uh, yeah, congratulations yeah. to that. It's not for everyone. <laughs> um, and did you? But did you fly into Lukla, or which one did you do in Himalaya? Yes, yes. I f I flew to Lukla, and then I I made this uh this nice trip. I mean, a three week trip around uh, uh, the national park. Of Mount Everest uh, with with all the Sherpas and everything. I mean, it's already, ooh, 2009, already 12 years ago, and I, I have the feeling it was yesterday. But uh, I I I wish I I I could go back. Maybe together with my kids one day would be fantastic because the mountains there are. I mean, they are just outstanding. They are so. I mean, not only big, but so wide because there is no pollution, there is nothing. And and at that time, I remember very well, there was no no uh, uh, mobile phone connection. So that was a, yeah. a, a vacation that was really relaxing. So <laughs> in 2009, uh, three weeks without uh, mobile phone, fantastic. And how crazy is that flight into Lukla? I did it as well. I just made it to Lukla <laughs> and spent a week in Lukla. But uh, oh uh, my God. Like, yeah. It's the only, I researched it, it's the only flight where you have to open the front, uh, like you have to look through the cockpit as mm -hmm, a passenger. Mm -hmm, it's like a mm -hmm. 14 yes. people thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> like, people freak out because it goes into the mountain. Like yes. you're like, I'm, we're going to die now because there's no way there's a landing path. And I mean, it's it's probably, <laughs> isn't it one of the most scary and more like, there's a lot of planes going yeah, down yeah, there, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh Yeah, you need you need to have some trust in the pilot at the end. But uh, yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. I mean, I have some some photos uh, that I made with my my camera that they uh, out of the front of the of the cockpit, and it really looks uh, scary. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we looked at all the mountains around, and uh, we I think the. The, the pleasure of being there was was just too big to be to be scared so <laughs> but if you think of it you are absolutely right i think it, it it's among the the most uh, dangerous airports in the world but you made it and that's good mm -hmm. um i'm i'm looking forward i hope somebody i could talk to you for hours because <laughs> there's so many i'm really interested in that outdoor part as well and it seems like honestly you have to be very proud of yourself that you're you can answer Not even three words. You just said balanced, you know, just coming mm -hmm. back to it. You mm -hmm. didn't come around, which is like, I adore that. Like I've, I, one day I want to be like you. So thank you very much <laughs> for you. the last 40 minutes. That was really inspiring to me. Um, and uh, thank you. I hope some of the listeners maybe uh, uh, can follow that path a little bit. And, and maybe we inspired somebody. But um, I'm really looking forward to meet you when I'm down there in September and uh, I want to have a coffee. I want to see your office. <laughs> I want to see one of the 24 projects, one of the secrets. I'm yeah, going to keep it as yeah, a secret, yeah. okay. but I want to yeah, yeah. see one. Yeah, we can do um, that. We can yeah. do that. Thank okay. you very much, Paul. It was really my pleasure. Thank you for, for having me in your in your podcast. It was a, It's also a big honor for me, by the way. So thank you very much. A pleasure. And have a safe bike trip back today. Thank Good you. Weather. Thank you very much. See you. Bye-bye. Yeah. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye.